It's July 1st, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. Chris Cotnor is taking a much-deserved break today. Our top story today, the U.S. Defense Department is now reviewing 1,300 proposals from 800 companies for innovative new weapons and commercial capabilities they may be able to develop and produce for Ukraine to use in its fight against Russia. The proposals requested by the department center around key areas including weapons capabilities for air defense, anti-armor, anti-personnel, coastal defense, anti-tank, unmanned aerial systems, counter-battery, and secure communications, which have all been identified by Ukraine as key military needs. American basketball star Brittany Griner appeared in a Moscow-area court for trial today about four and a half months after she was arrested on cannabis possession charges at an airport while traveling to play for a Russian team. She could face up to 10 years in prison if convicted of large-scale transportation of drugs. At a closed-door preliminary hearing Monday, Griner's detention was extended for another six months to December 20th. Russian news media have reportedly raised speculation that she could be swamped for Russian arms trader Victor Bout, nicknamed the Merchant of Death, who is serving a 25-year sentence on conviction of conspiracy to kill U.S. citizens and providing aid to a terrorist organization. Ukrainian officials are exploring the possibility of debt restructuring as the war-ravaged country's funding options are at risk of running out, according to three people familiar with the discussions. Ukraine has time until at least September 1st, when it faces a $1.4 billion redemption in interest payments, according to Bloomberg calculations. The International Monetary Fund is offering advice and analysis about Ukraine's financial and debt situation, according to two of the people. One of the options that Ukraine is considering involves a so-called consent solicitation, a request from the issuer for bondholder approval to amend the terms of the securities issued. Another includes using Russia's frozen assets as collateral, though the legal viability of such an idea is unclear. Elsewhere, Tunisia's president published a planned new constitution yesterday that he will put to a referendum next month, expanding his own powers and limiting the role of parliament in a vote most political parties have already rejected. Kai Sayed has ruled by decree since last summer when he brushed aside the parliament and the democratic 2014 constitution in a step his foes called a coup, moving towards one-man rule and vowing to remake the political system. Voters will be asked to approve the new constitution in a July 25th referendum, for which there is no minimum level of participation. With most of the political establishment opposed to his moves and urging their supporters to boycott the vote, analysts say the measure is likely to pass, but with only limited public involvement. Turkey's media watchdog has banned access to the Turkish services of U.S. public service broadcaster Voice of America and German broadcaster Deutsche Welle, prompting criticisms of censorship. The Supreme Board of Radio and Television enforced a February decision 
requiring international media that air television content online in Turkey to apply for a broadcast license. An Ankara court ruled to restrict access to the websites of the state-owned Deutsche Welle and Voice of America late Thursday. In a statement, Deutsche Welle said it did not comply with the licensing requirement because it, quote, would have allowed the Turkish government to censor editorial content. Chinese leader Xi Jinping on Friday claimed true democracy began in Hong Kong 25 years ago when China assumed control as he marked a symbolic anniversary for the city transformed by his political crackdown. After its return to the motherland, Hong Kong compatriots became masters of their own affairs. Hong Kong people administered Hong Kong with a high degree of autonomy, and that was the beginning of true democracy in Hong Kong, Xi said in a keynote address to Hong Kong officials to mark the 25th anniversary of the handover. In his speech, Xi struck a triumphant tone, declaring that Hong Kong had, quote, put an end to chaos and violence and was ready to break new ground and take a new leap forward in the next five years. I've been pretty outspoken about Hong Kong's situation on this podcast, but to be very clear, Hong Kong is no longer a democracy. Many freedoms have been curtailed and the government has been arresting democratic activists. This speech is an example of the doublespeak so common of authoritarians. Don't fall for it. Representatives of Ecuador's government and indigenous groups on Thursday signed an agreement to end 18 days of protests against soaring food and fuel prices. The nationwide protests erupted on June 13th, with an estimated 14,000 Ecuadorans taking part in a major show of discontent against deepening hardship as the country's economy was reeling from the effects of the pandemic and global inflation. The protest movement was organized by indigenous organization Kone, which opposed high fuel prices and plans for further expansion of the mining and oil industries. The prolonged protests caused food and medicine shortages across Ecuador, while also severely impacting the oil industry, cutting daily production in half and costing the country some $213 billion, according to energy ministry figures. North Korea's COVID outbreak began with citizens touching, quote, alien things that had fallen near its South Korean border, state media in Pyongyang has claimed. Citizens were urged to be vigilant around objects that may have blown across the border from the South. For years, activists in the South have flown balloons across the border to send leaflets and humanitarian aid. Since late April, North Korea has been battling an explosive wave of 4.7 million cases of fever believed to be untested COVID infections. Kim Jong-un described the outbreak in May as the greatest turmoil to fall on our country since the founding, state media reported. In lighter news, the most important archaeological find in the United States in a generation has just been uncovered. Officials at a Delaware mall said they were blown away when a wall at the shopping center turned out to be hiding a completely intact Burger King restaurant with vintage decor. Tom Dalkey, general manager of the Concord Mall in Wilmington, said he was unaware of the eatery until a photo recently snapped by mall vendor Jonathan Pruitt went viral on Twitter. 
Dalkey said the former Burger King will soon be available for rent. It's kind of cool to have something that's nostalgic here in the building. We're hopeful to rent it and have it occupied soon, he said. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, I'm talking with Max Hoffman of the Center for American Progress about Turkey and NATO expansion. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources. And tune in to Deep State Radio today to hear my conversation with David Rothkoff, Kavita Patel, and Chris Kotnoir about a very newsy week. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.